Hello. <laughs> All right. A crisp welcome and hello to this episode of the Spill Your Nuggets podcast. Today, I'm joined by my big sister Theodosia, and we will have plenty of things to talk about, such as how she watched me grow up and her growing up as well, and the battle between my name, as well as both of our love for musical theater and her struggles of being gay in the Midwest. We will also discuss her children and me being an uncle to them. I hope you stick around as this is most likely going to be my favorite episode yet. So, Bia? Yes, that's so sweet. I hope it is your favorite episode. <laughs> you know, I'd like to start out by saying that I have listened to every single episode. I've listened to it the day it came out or the day after. I know that you don't have tons of listeners, but I think it's important to support whatever art or thing that you wanted to express yourself with. And I I love you so much. So I've listened to every single one. Whether I knew about video games or not, I've learned some stuff. <laughs> um, on one of them, you guys talked about some Star Wars stuff. Like, I do consider myself a Star Wars nerd of sorts. I love Star Wars. <laughs> um, so that one was really enjoyable. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, like, I, I love your pod- podcast and I am honored to be a part of it. Well, that's that's really sweet. Uh, <laughs> um, well, we are sister and brother, so mm-hmm. I, uh, let's talk about growing up. Let's like okay. in Missouri, and yeah, I, I I actually don't know where you were born. You weren't were you born in Missouri? No, I was born in Grinnell, Iowa. Jotham was the first one born in Joplin. Mm, I was born in Iowa. Um, yeah, we do have different dads, so we should say that. That's uh, true. But we were both raised by our mom, and our dad mm-hmm. wasn't around the whole time, either of our dads. Um, yeah. Job's a little more. Uh, he's my stepdad, or he was, and I did consider him stepdad, you know, most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. But we kind of grown apart because I'm gay, I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> You're pretty so, sure. I mean, I really consider... He called me people like you last time I talked to him. And I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. That's what it felt like. So, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, we, we grew up... Our mom raised us. I'm going to say our mom did most of the parenting. And, I mean, I know, Joab, you're a te- teenager. Maybe I should start yeah. with that. I call you Joab. Everybody else calls you Timothy, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I've been going by Timothy since, uh, like, kindergarten. Almost. Uh, yeah, you were like six or seven, I think, mm-hmm. when you started going by Timothy, and mom totally accepted it, and I was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his name is Joab. You? And, I mean, I don't know if Jotham or Juba are going to listen to this, but you've probably always been my favorite sibling. I used to tell people you were my favorite sibling. We're the only ones who ever used pacifiers, me and you, uh... <laughs> The other two never use pacifiers. And I also feel like we have a love for the dramatic side of life. And that's true. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. For sure. But uh, yeah, I, I'm going to keep calling you Joab. I know you go by Timothy. I don't give a fuck. And, um, your name is Joab in my heart. So. <laughs> <laughs> I Like, I don't really care what people call me. I just... I don't know. I feel like Job's a little weird. But it, it is my first name. It's not like I deny it or anything. Although, like, mm-hmm. on 
all my school files and like everything else, it's all Timothy, which is weird to because see. It's like, really early. Because, because mom homeschooled you your first year or so. Yeah. So she she like, homeschooled me for like a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But growing up as Timothy was. I mean, weird, so now I'm just Timothy, but I, I, I don't really mind when people call me Joab, you know. I don't feel like very many people do, like, who else besides me calls you Joab? I think even mom calls you Timothy at this point. I think yeah, mom does. I th- I, yeah, I think you and Natalie are the only ones who, like, really call me Joab. My friends sometimes call me Joab just to, like, fuck with me. Like, that's, <laughs> that's about it. Sure. Um... But yeah, growing up, like, that was weird. But you, you were, like, we were both, well, not me as much as Jotham was, but you and Jotham were big troublemakers growing up, too. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I was not a troublemaker. Mom, (laughs) mom, mom was a drug addict when I was a child, and I went in and out of people's houses, and my grandma took care of me for a long long time and um it was a lot different um it was very weird because I'm a lot older than all of you oh yeah I should tell you guys um I'm what I'm I'm 14 years older than you Joab yeah and I'm 16 years older than Jubal and I'm 10 years older than Jotham and my life 31 right I'm 31 right now yeah 31 Jesus I had a kind of childhood. Like there were things that happened when you guys were like babies that I was kind of jealous of. I was like, I never got that, you know. <laughs> Mom used to leave me with my grandma, who has since died. Like bless her heart. Um, but she used to leave me with her all the time and um, just kind of do her own thing. And uh, it wasn't until she went to jail and found Jesus, and that's Mom. <laughs> When she went to downtown Jesus, <laughs> then she decided to be a good parent. And I'm really, really grateful that Joab, you, and and Jubal, and also even Jotham all got that. Because uh, I I didn't. And it was a kind of a shock for me. As I was a child, I kind of got to do whatever I want. You know, I used to, I knew how to make like ramen noodles and macaroni and cheese by the time I was running age. You know? Uh, running six for our listeners. Um... I kind of took care of myself a little bit uh, when mom was going through all that. And then and then my grandma had custody of me and then she died. And then I moved back in with mom and she had all these rules. She had all these rules. <laughs> you don't listen to Christian radio. You can only do this. And I had never had that before. So my child was a whole lot different, but I think it made me a better person in the end. And I've loved seeing all of you grow up. I've loved being yeah. older. And I saw Jubal be born. I saw you right <laughs> after you were born. You were, I'm sorry, Joab, you were not a beautiful baby. <laughs> Your face was smashed. Um, you came out upside down. You came out the wrong way. They call it sunny side up. You came out upside down. Because you don't, That's true. I don't know. Because you were confused, even then. Not sure. <laughs> you came up upside down and your face was all smashed and you had like a huge little strawberry mark on your cheek but you're always my favorite um and you loved your pacifier and I was always the one that I loved my pacifier my mom mom told me like I was a kid I used to call my boy boy my boy boy 
Um, <laughs> that I don't know why, <laughs> but that's what I called it. And I had it till I was like four. And she pretended that we lost it and she threw it away. And I was like old enough to know that like um, we couldn't just go and get it from wherever I lost it from. But I was not old enough to know that we couldn't just go to the store and get a new one. So it was really hard. And you, she just took it away from you. And you screamed and you screamed and you screamed. <laughs> and a lot of times, you know, I was the one to calm you down. Like, I I don't know. Like, I, I calmed you down. You... You chew my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I remember being like when we were in uh, Mount Vernon. I remember like being in your room a lot and just chilling in your room. And it's weird. Well, or, I no, shared wait, it with I'm Jubal. Gonna... I shared my room with Jubal. I was sixteen or seventeen years old, and Jubal was like one or two, and I shared it with Jubal. Mm-hmm. And then I went I to college. You guys still were there. Like a lot. And I would just wait for like Jubal or you to be there. And then I just, I don't know. I just wait there. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> That's weird. Um, you, you liked me a lot. You were, you know what? You were kind of shy and quiet as like a smaller child, which brings us into musical theater. Like, like you're not like that now and you enjoy mm-hmm. that kind of stuff now but when you were a kid like you were kind of like standoffish you know I... <laughs> yeah it's weird to see because now i'm like very out there and like mm-hmm. not, not shy you have a podcast yeah i have a podcast <laughs> well i've seen you bloom like a flower <laughs> <laughs> uh, you bloom too because i don't i don't really remember when it happened but you were you were trying to like declare your sexual sexuality and like trying to get from the thing of you know being a heterosexual after you want to hear me divorce here it back. is like, if you want to hear my gay story, here it is. All right. Um, <laughs> it really actually starts back when I was about, like, 15, uh, 14, maybe. I had this best friend. She was my best friend. Her name mm-hmm. uh, she was part of our family. Like, you can ask mom. You can ask her dad. Like, she was part of our family. She was at our house every single day. Every single day. Um... We hung out all the time. She helped me clean stuff. You know how mom is always like, hey, you got to clean this before you can go do this? Yeah. She used to help me clean stuff, and then we would go do this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I had feelings for her. And she had feelings for me, too. Here's the thing. We were both really in doctrine. We belonged to a First Baptist youth group. Um, You know, we both felt like that was wrong. But we still did stuff like mess around like teenagers might you know we still like made out and stuff um, mm-hmm. we I remember one time we, took, we went to the creek and we were like swimming and stuff and then we were really drunk when we came back because it's the creek you know you smell yucky uh, and we yeah. took an hour together and so <laughs> things were really like that between us and one time mom walked in and caught us making out uh, but I don't know if she never knew I don't know if she's going to listen to this, but she walked <laughs> in this, like, 
slightly and we like stop and um then my friend she had like a conviction like oh Jesus wouldn't want this right Mm -hmm. and she just drifted away from me and we kind of fought for a long time and my mom never understood why I remember uh Kelly your dad saying something like what like Allie never comes over here anymore like what had happened (laughs) is that (laughs) she felt like she shouldn't do that anymore and I still wanted to well then um I went away to this like church camp thing and I felt like it was wrong and I never did anything again okay uh, mm-hmm. until I was in college. Then I had a girlfriend in college that I never told about. I don't even know if mom knows about it now. I had a girlfriend in college for a little while. Um, and that that girlfriend, she uh, moved away and, you know, we never, like, reconnected or whatever. But then I started to feel this guilt from mom, like, oh, like, you should find a boyfriend and you should, you know, she didn't know about my girlfriend. She just thought it was single that whole time. Mm-hmm. So she's like, "Oh, you should, you should find a boyfriend, and you know, I really want grandchildren." Even though she had <laughs> like all that stuff, you know. And I was just like, "Yeah, okay." So I did the right thing. I found some really dumb country boy. <laughs> uh, very dumb. He's very dumb to this day. Uh, and I got engaged to him. Um, I lived with him for a summer. I hated it, really. He was so dumb. He was just so gullible and very... I just... uh, I felt like a bad person because I felt like I was controlling him all the time. But really, any suggestion I made, he was like, yeah, that's the thing to do because he never thought for himself and I hated that. Um, (laughs) So I was just like, no. Um, And so that ended. And then I got with that girl again, the same girl I dated earlier on in the year for a summer. She moved back with her parents for a summer and she was in the town. But when she moved back away which not too far literally outside of Springfield she just never talked to me again so whatever um, <laughs> but we were really close and um, really close like I'm gonna say mm, like you can't see my fingers but like <laughs> a half an inch from being engaged like we were very close uh, and then I had to let that go and then I was like well you know what this isn't right anyway and I kind of got convicted I felt like Jesus, like I went back to God for a minute and I was like, this is stupid. I can't do this. And then I'm, like, I'm just going to find somebody who doesn't want any sex ever. And um, I can just have grandchildren with like, you know, we just like not be that way. We'll just be best friends. Right. And then I found Zach and Zach is a really heavy man. Our podcast listeners might know this, but he's like, Six four and like six hundred pounds. He's yeah, a lot he's, of he's very big. Um, well, because of that, he doesn't want to have sex very much, and I didn't want to either. But I want to have grandchildren, and so I can probably count my kids a number of times we did anything intimate, and that was fine. We were just friends. Like we did get along really well. Like I will say that um, we believed in the same political kind of stuff, really, and. Um, we liked the same kind of like stuff, but it was still not fun. He's kind of a, a terrible person. <laughs> I'm not going to that story. Uh, but he's done some really awful things to me. Um, one day, I was just like, I'm done. So um, let's rewind back to about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Yeah, 10 years ago. Um, 
I worked at the same call center my now wife works at. Her name is Natalie. Uh, she was my boss at that time, 10 years ago. Wait, Natalie uh, was your boss? Natalie was my boss 10 years ago and later oh on. My I God. don't even know my story. Listen. Gee, I didn't even know that. That's okay. crazy. Nally was my boss. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ten years ago, we were working for um, <laughs> we were working for a credit company, Experian. You remember FreeCreditScore.com commercials? FreeCreditScore.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we worked for those people. Um, and we used to like they'd call and be like, "I want to keep my free credit score." And we'd be like, "No, you really want to keep it." And like, the more people got to keep it, the better, right? That was my job. Yeah. Um, but she was my boss. And uh, I thought she was real pretty, and I used to like moon over her all the time. At the time, me and my daddy had, had Dakin, and we were mm-hmm. split up. I had my own apartment, and he had had the cops come and take my son away from me on the basis that I was crazy because I had tried to commit suicide several times during our relationship because, um, I was very sad because I was gay and I was like not letting people know and uh, it affected me in a big way. Anyway, uh, she was my boss at that time. I thought she was really hot. She had somebody who was also not very nice to her and we never made a move on each other, right? Mm-hmm. So then I quit my job and I ended up going working at a different place. Now the different place was Big R's, which just closed down out of Joplin. But, uh, it's a delicious place. Joab, I'm sure you've mm-hmm. been there. Um, I yeah. used to work there also. So when I was working there... I remember, her, that. I remember you working there. Yeah, it's a delicious place. Uh, her apartment was right across the street. And one time I saw her out walking her dogs. And I had to hit behind... I, I hit behind the dumpster. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were such good friends. We were so nice to each other at that point. And I was so attracted to her. And I had like a crush on her. I felt so bad mm-hmm. for leaving the way that I did. So I hid behind the dumpster, and she she didn't know that. And then, years later, I started working at the same company again, but this time we're selling electricity. And also, guess who picks her? We, I go through training, and guess who picks me as their team member? Natalie. Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> and she tells Zach, oh, you know Theodosia? Oh, she's so hot. And then he's like, oh, that's my wife Ugh. um <laughs> she didn't know that but I mean I don't know and then I worked for her a while and I developed the same crush I had had all those years ago and we started seeing each other and unfortunately yes I did cheat on my ex-husband I feel bad for not just like leaving him and doing that immediately but I was scared mm-hmm. uh, he did a lot of really irrational things that were scary and what I wanted to do was save up some money, um, you know, so that I could just get away and get my own apartment and I could date Natalie in a normal way or whatever. But mm-hmm. one day he just freaked out on me and I was just like, you know what? I'm with Natalie and we're together and I'm done with you and I'm going to pick up my stuff later. And I just moved in with her and then we went and got a place of our own and the rest is history. Like, we're super happy. We are about to celebrate our two year wedding anniversary. And we've been together for almost five years. That's great. I, I'm super glad for you guys. And I love Natalie. She's a super awesome person. Uh, really? I'm super, I'm super glad you found someone you can love. 
Yeah, I love her so much, and she loves me so much, and we're like, uh, here's the thing, Natalie went through some shit, too. Like, she's had some, her last girlfriend tried to murder her. Jesus Christ. She stabbed her in the neck. Oh my god. Um, and then her upstairs neighbor heard it, she was living in apartments at that time, um, and came down and called the police and whatever, and she gotta leave. Listen, in the paper, guess what they called her ex-girlfriend? What? Her roommate. Uh, uh, is that not some shit? Oh like, no, it wasn't her roommate. It was domestic violence. Like, it was her girlfriend of, like, five years. Jesus. You can't, you can't say that's her roommate. But, yeah, that's what they called it in the papers. And that's what they called it in the court case. And that's what they called it. And it's a totally different thing if, you, if your roommate stabs you than if your partner stabs you. And... And it being legal to be gay here, and like I'm legally married to Natalie for almost two years, like I just said. Uh, mm-hmm. But <laughs> roommate, roommate, <laughs> I don't know. That's fucking crazy. Well, <laughs> I'm super glad for you. I I love Natalie. I love you, and I'm super glad that happened. Like not yeah. everything else, but uh, well, yeah. I am glad you um it worked out really well. I I am glad you had two beautiful babies that Me I love too. very much. Me too, and I love them very much too. And you're a great uncle. You are mm-hmm. an awesome uncle, and you take care of them whenever we need. In fact, um, I expect that it's probably going to be you taking care of them. Although I asked mom, <laughs> um, <laughs> in a couple weeks is our two. Uh, it's our two-year wedding anniversary on the 27th of August. Um, yeah. And I have booked an Airbnb at Beaver Lake um, in Arkansas. <laughs> well, it's like an hour and a half away. I know, Beaver Lake. I did not... That's not a pun. Like, no pun intended. <laughs> like, <laughs> we booked Beaver Lake <laughs> for uh, Airbnb, and, like, it has, like, two canoes you can use, plus we just bought, we just bought ourselves a little raft. Um, mm-hmm. and it has like a fire pit and it's just like a little tiny place in the woods right by the lake for two days and mom said she'd take care of the kids um, but I probably expect it's gonna be you <laughs> because yeah it's said, gonna be me <laughs> um, but she yeah she, she just does that um, it's probably gonna be you but you you don't mind I love that you like play games with Nathan and you teach him stuff you have no idea how much stuff he taught me from Minecraft that he said <laughs> you taught him. Right? Yeah. And then he did something really cool the other day. He looked up on his tablet. He looked up, like, how to build this, like, catapult thing. And then he built mm-hmm. it on the Minecraft really fast. It was so cool. <laughs> I was impressed. I mean, okay, I grew up on, like, okay. And Nintendo 64 was my game system. Before that, it was Sega. And before mm-hmm. that, uh, Super Nintendo, yeah, Super Nintendo. Uh, so I beat like the Super Nintendo Mario Brothers like at, I don't know, probably five times. It's my favorite thing. I've done it. I did it as an adult like two years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I remember all the tricks and stuff, and I I literally beat it the first time I was like nine or ten. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. And then, here, listen to this. I played it on a little TV, and then for some reason, 
mom and her boyfriend at the time got one of those really big TVs, but it was like 1995, dude. So it was like the ones that stand on their own. There's like huge. Oh, yeah. Those and they're big. big. And she was like, I wonder what it would be like to play Super Nintendo on this. And I was like, hell yeah. And I brought it down from downstairs. And we played it all night. And they were, we must have been on like meth or something. I don't know what happened. They were up all night, dude. And we played and we played and we played and we, and there's fireworks at the end. But they're like, the graphics are so awful now that I think about it from now. But at that time, it was like cool as shit. <laughs> That's my favorite. But then I also love Tetris. Because, because or even like um Dr. Mario, which is like with the pills, it, it's very similar yeah. to Texas. Um and I love it because I can just kind of zone out. Like mm-hmm. if I had a really hard week and I had a really hard day at work and maybe my kids have been bratty and maybe like my wife has always uh, also had a hard day at work and everybody's just like eh. And I can just zone out and just like play Tetris. Love that shit. Love it. Um, it like clears my mind completely. It's like mm-hmm. meditation. <laughs> I know I'm not stupid, but it, Tetris. Tetris just like it's you don't have to think about I don't have to think about it anymore. My mom uh has this picture of me playing Tetris at like three years old. Like I'm talking, <laughs> I'm wearing like footy pajamas. Pink footy pajamas and playing Tetris all cards <laughs> on a Nintendo. Um, because I've known it for that long, it's just like it, I can play it without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And that, it just clears my mind. I don't know. I love it. I, it's like I, a dog. I do that, it's but like, like jogging for my mind. It's like if I like, <laughs> have a person jogging with my hand, like my mind is jogging. Because it, yeah. it's how I feel, and my mind clears when I do jog, which ugh, I've been trying to exercise lately because it's stupid that I live at home and I work at home and I don't have to exercise just by going to work. <laughs> I I, I kind of do the same thing, but like just with any game, really. Like I can just zone out. I, I enjoy just zoning out and listening to music and playing a game. It, it helps relieve stress. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. And then mom, mom just hates it because that's all I do all day. Okay, so but, are you gonna go back to like high school in the fall, or are you going to do online? Because I signed the kids up for online since I'm working at home. I, I'm I don't know yet. Them, I think I'm I might do online. Well, the deadline was yesterday, so I don't know. Mom signed me up for online. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't know. I think we'll it would see. Be better for you and probably easier. Um. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I, mean, I did the kids. It might be a little hard because I am working full time, like forty hours a week, on the mm-hmm. phone. But I have them all summer, and they just get to do whatever. And I haven't mm-hmm. let them do on their tablet all the time. Like I let them read or whatever. <laughs> um. I'm gonna have to keep them accountable for their schoolwork. So. Do the school does the school give them like computers for that? Okay, yes. Okay, I have one right now for Dakin. They Mm -hmm. gave it to them over last spring and they haven't asked for it back and I don't know what to do with it. Hmm. Um, Because he has a okay, 
because I took him to a doctor, Joab, and he has Asperger's, and that's what they think you have, and we're all, like, it's the same. But they gave mm-hmm. him a computer um, so he can type his stuff instead of writing it, because he has, he doesn't have, like, good, um, he has really bad handwriting. Mm-hmm. But uh, they gave him a computer, and they basically said, keep it, we're probably going to reassign it for him for the school year, and then we'll give Ronan one. If not, they will share it and do it two times, like, Dagan will have to, like, get up in the early in the morning and then do it for, like, seven hours, you know, and then Ronan will do hers in the second half of the day. They're only really providing mm-hmm. for middle school students and high school students. High school yeah. students have them, right? Yeah. They uh, had us uh, trade them in earlier this summer. Yeah, and the school district is not so rich. So mm-hmm. they have to rely on the funds they have. Like, I don't feel right. I'm sorry, you know what? Here's a political view, and I know this is your podcast, but I do not feel right sending my elementary school children back to school just because the school district can't provide an adequate computer. And that's why I said, you know what? Let's just keep the one that Aiken already has. I'm fine with them making them do the score uh, different times of the day. I'll work with Aiken in the morning and run it at night. And I'll also work a 40-hour work week doing my own job from home. And I'll also pay for my internet that is like a hundred dollars a month to have the strength that we have to be able to have several devices at once. Um, you know, because I feel bad for those goddamn teachers. Some of my best friends are teachers. My very best friend, her name's Becca. I don't know if you remember her. She was probably all around a lot, like one of my teenage years. She's blonde. She's my roommate for several years. Do you remember her? Oh, I remember her. Yeah. Um, she has two children. She has a three-year-old, and she just had a baby. And then she has Aww. two foster children that she is adopting. And hmm. she's a third-grade teacher. Like <laughs> she is doing some stuff, and I respect her so much, but. I can't imagine, like, having to furnish your own room as a teacher and making your own masks and making your own plexiglass things. And it just seems so weird. And, yeah, Dakin and Ronan are both real sad that I don't want to send them back to school. But I don't want them to have to do with something so weird. Like, you have to stay mm-hmm. six feet away from your friends and you don't get recess and you don't... Like, it seems better to me to keep them home this fall. As mm-hmm. well as, we have an option... During Christmas break, when everything... I'm hoping everything just settles down by then. When people aren't so crazy by then. You know? And mm-hmm. uh, Christmas break. And then I can make a different decision. I can keep them on next year. But for right now, I'm just like, eh. On top of that, we might be moving really soon. You know? Yeah. Uh, you were just looking at that house the other day. We were looking at several houses. We were looking at houses all the last two weeks um we might be moving uh Natalie's parents are getting older and they need somebody to help them out and take care of them but they have money to buy a house so they live in California and we live here and they're having us go and look at these houses specifically and, you know take little videos and make sure mm-hmm. that uh the house is what they want so we've been helping them do that and some of the houses, like, they want us to move with them. I don't know if you are or not, but at this point, like, some of the houses are like, yeah, they want us to move with them, so we might. Mm-hmm. And if they have 
pools and like that's cool uh you know <laughs> yeah uh, it's gonna be great and it'll be good for kids and stuff uh but i don't know it's a big move in life yeah of course i i actually i don't think uh i know this is kind of random i don't think mom is ever gonna move mom i think mom has her plans of dying in the house oh yeah no i don't think mom wants to move mom wants to wait for other people on the other side to sell their property and take it over and (laughs) build her own little estate on these three lots or whatever uh, yeah. I don't know, and then or, or she's also when she first bought that, she mentioned something to me like building up, like building yeah. a second floor. She, she wants to build a whole nother attachment to the house that goes yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, no, it's not. People do it all the time. Really? Well, like, yeah, it's not like on, like it's not undoable. I just think it's it's crazy. She, listen, because she got such a good deal with that because of her tornado stuff that um and the way the like property is landed and the way that she's paid for it she's got mm-hmm. such a good deal that it makes sense for her to stay there like money wise yeah. it really does um listen Nally's parents their house they live in right now is like twice the size of, twice the price of the house we're trying to move to but the house mm-hmm. we're trying to move to is twice the size okay mm-hmm. because they live in uh LA they live in Orange County uh, expensive there so their house is like almost double if not more than the houses they're looking at that are much more like like expansive they're bigger mm-hmm. or they have pools and they have basements and they have all these things um like the price of living out there is extreme compared to the price here. yeah there there was something me and my friends were talking about there was like we were talking about how or they were talking about how Joplin is a shithole and I'm not sure I exactly agree agree with that because of like I I don't know you know what I think it is I think it's that kid that kind of looks shy that's like "Mm, I might do this I might not do this you know Yeah. I uh, I think Joplin has potential I think it needs the right people in it and the right people putting their money in it. People who are like not parents who have more money than everybody people. <laughs> but you know, like and people putting money into the arts and I've really seen a lot. Listen, my last, uh, do you know about uh, Studio and Dream Theater? What? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Dream Theater? My, my theater group? Dream Theater? Okay, you went saw Vagina and Monologues, which was a while yeah. back. It was like, <laughs> it was like before, right before the coronavirus, right? That was a good That was a good act. I it was. We, we're going to do it every year. We all have matching tattoos also. But anyway, um, <laughs> my point is um, that theater, that dream theater, I've been part of them for over 10 years. Um. Uh, <laughs> I did a spook house uh, before I had taken um, where I like was a lion tamer that was dead that had got like mauled by a lion. Um, we did like spook house. We raised much money for that. And anyway, the point is now we have a building 
and we put on plays and me and Allie just went to one like on Saturday oh Friday night mm-hmm. and it was great and they all wore masks and we wore masks too it was like I don't know it was, it was kind of cool though because like a lot of them had to do with like psych wards and like doctors so it was like there were one act with psych wards and doctors so it made sense that people were wearing masks you know mm-hmm. like in the context of the play it was lovely yeah. I loved it it was so cool um, you know what else I think is cool Hamilton and when I try to show, show Dakin uh, that's that's job Timothy's nephew by the way yeah uh, he was like I saw this with, with Timothy <laughs> I made him watch it <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to show Dakin other stuff about musical theater, dude. I love musical theater. Me too, me too. Ever since, like, since, uh, around seventh grade, I've been getting mm-hmm. into it. Man. And I love, I love, well, probably my favorite one is uh, Be More Chill, which is about this dude who gets this, like, AI, like, it's mm-hmm. like an AI pill, like, and he eats it, like, he has to eat it. And it, it's like a supercomputer in his brain. And okay. it turns you, but it turns like evil. I don't know. Because he Can wants you... to be cool. It Have like, it like Repo tells Man? Have I seen what? Repo Man. The Rock. Yeah. Rock? That's such a good one. Oh my gosh. Really I forgot. Oh my gosh. I also, oh, I also love um, Dear Evan Hansen. That's also a really good one. I don't know I if you've heard of that, that one. one. No, send that uh, something to me. You should look look him up. Uh, but Dear Van Hansen is about this dude who pretends to be this guy's best friend who kills himself. Jeez. Uh, he he pretends he was his best friend, and it's it's kind of confusing. But he does it because he feels like his mom doesn't love him and he wants to like be a part of the kid's family and I don't know it's a pretty good it's a pretty good play but Hamilton's also really good I recently oh, got Hamilton. Yes. and I Love thought it. I wouldn't like it I thought, I thought it was overrated but it, it really isn't no <laughs> it's, really it's so good and like the more you watch it the better it is almost yeah like, if you watch it like two or three times, and like honestly, sub- subtitles are your friend. If you're white like me and <laughs> Joab, subtitles are your friend. But I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's really good. I also love Waitress. Waitress is also a really good one. Oh, I love Waitress. Do you know that's a regular, like, straight, that's a straight movie, too? It's not even just the con. Okay. Like just the movie Waitress? Oh, the play and the movie. The movie's oh, okay. not as good as the play, but the movie's not as good as the play. But I just don't know if you like saw the like it's it's originally based off a book. Yeah. Um, I know that. The play is pretty much like the book. Um, but mm-hmm. also if you've some people have always like they've only seen like the movie, which is really good. But mm-hmm. I think you should see both. It's almost like two different stories to me. There's some like different, uh, some big differences. Mm-hmm. For sure. I, uh, I also want to make 
<laughs> I want to make some of the pies from Waitress from the movie, anyways, because some of the pies look really good. Joab, come over to my house and we'll make some pies. <laughs> no, or maybe I should come to your house because my house sucks unless I move. Um, I have not good air conditioning, but I can make some pie like any anyone. I make some pie. I'm a good baker. So yeah, we both uh, like to cook too. Yes. That's, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's me and Natalie's problem. Honestly, we both like to cook, and then we feel fat because we just eat so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, I I think I think that's where we're gonna end the episode. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, and it was super fun to talk with you. But do you have anything else to add? Um, uh, you know what? Be yourself and live your best life. That's all. (laughs) Uh, well, with that, I believe that is the end of our episode. Thanks for sticking around, everyone. And as always, stay crispy.